This podcast series is supported by members at Patreon. If you want to support this podcast series, head to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. They say travel broadens the mind. What if it caused you to not only open your own mind, but open your own brewery? Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron, and I'm a Cascadian. I have a background in radio and television broadcasting. I'm a music producer, and I have a passion for beer. I don't consider myself to be an expert in beer by any means, but I do enjoy and respect the craft and the passion of these brewmasters. I want to learn from these pioneers on what sets them apart from the rest and why they choose to call Cascadia their home. Cascadia is a bioregion of the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. In this podcast series, I'll be profiling the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence on the international beer scene. In this episode, I'm in my hometown of Bellingham, Washington, the city of subdued excitement. Bellingham has seen an explosion of local breweries in recent years, all of which are very unique in their own approaches and styles. Started in May 2014, Wander Brewing is one of those so-called originals of this boom in Bellingham beer. I'm Chad, owner and brewer. And I'm Colleen, owner and... <laughs> Master of everything besides brewing. Yes. When did Wander start? We opened our doors in May of 2014, um, but we'd had the building about six months before then. The genesis of it all was we were overseas backpacking. We took a big trip back in uh, 2009, 2010 and wrote the business plan and we're backpacking around exploring kind of the world and experiencing the world and wrote the business plan and I applied to business or business school, applied to brewing school and uh, yeah, came back to the States then and that's when it kind of took shape kind of after that backpacking trip. So I take it that's where the name Wander comes from then, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's been kind of the way we've lived our life. Uh, the trips we've taken, we've done a lot of traveling and backpacking. It also fits our, our beer styles and kind of our culture here. I mean, our beer, we don't do just one type of beer or we don't focus really on one particular thing. I mean, we do lagers, we do ales, we do hoppy beers, we do clean beers, we do light, dark, big barley wines, we do easy drinking, table beers. We do a lot of, we're moving pretty heavily into wood and barrel aged beers, but we do a little bit of everything. So Wander kind of fits with that too. We don't like to put too many restrictions on ourselves. And then kind of our culture too. So we want a place that's kind of open to everyone and not not have too many uh, limits or boundaries on it. You both originally from Bellingham? No, I am from Illinois. And I'm from a small town in Iowa called Eldridge. Right. So how did you end up here? Uh, let's see. We moved to San Francisco way back in 2004 and lived there for a few years after we had gone traveling for a bit and then moved in San Francisco for a while and then went traveling again and then moved to Seattle and decided that we really loved Washington and that we really wanted to, that was where we really wanted to open the brewery. So we just fell in love with Bellingham after a lot of weekend trips up here and decided that it would be a nice smaller community than Seattle to, to be a part of. So did you come here first before going on that big backpack trip? No, we really, we moved to Seattle in 2010. And that, that was the year, the first time we came to Bellingham, which was about 
Yeah, but, well, about four years before we ended up making the move to Bellingham. But yeah, we just kept coming back here. We were looking at a few different places around the state and Bellingham kept pulling on us as really the right balance between, you know, city and, and small town, I guess. And you know, everything that has to offer, the mountains, the the ocean, the lifestyle. And, and we thought, you know, it was ripe for another brewery at the time. There were only three breweries here and no one had opened in a few years. So did you homebrew before that? Homebrewed a little bit. Yeah. Well, I guess a fair amount, actually. A little bit's probably an understatement. We had the whole brewery set up in our garage. Started homebrewing in 2007. One weekend, came back from a camping trip uh, in Yosemite and just, hey, now's the time to try out homebrewing and tried it and got hooked on it. And something just kind of clicked with us that we really loved it. We really liked fermentation and we really liked, we were actually pretty heavily into wine and, you know, had aspirations of possibly opening a winery sometime down the road and then beer just hooked us. So yeah, homebrewed for, uh, before going to brewing school for about four years and then went to brewing school at the American Brewers Guild out in Vermont. That was a six month course. Yeah, and then everything kind of took shape from there. Worked for two years at a, a brewery down in Seattle part-time and got kind of some commercial experience. And yeah, Colleen went and got a brewing, uh, a business of brewing certificate. Yeah, from Portland State University. It was a six-month program. And then we just kind of pulled the trigger. But yeah, it was kind of a blend of us, kind of business education, brewing education, real-world brewing experience, kind of a few years of all that. And then we said, okay, we're we're ready to pull the trigger now. When you opened the door, how long did it take for you to get some regular customers through the door? Uh, opening day. Yeah, people were thirsty. <laughs> We've been really lucky that Bellingham has been incredibly supportive of us, not only ourselves, but our business and our beer. And um, it's a really great place to, to live in. And the other brewers too. I mean, everyone's been incredibly supportive. I mean, we had other, all the other brewers in town, you know, people came by opening day and they're like, oh, it's crazy here and busy. And they just came from their places and they were just as busy as ever too. So, I mean, everyone, we all do well together, you know, so it's been a, a really good experience with the community and the, the other breweries in town. How many different beers did you open with? Seven. Seven. Yeah, which we're pretty happy with. Yeah, uh, now we have 14 draft lines. So we have 14 items tapped at all times. So we always have non-alcoholic root beer tapped, which we buy from another brewery. We don't we don't make cider or uh, cider or root beer on site. Um, we always have a cider from a, usually we try and keep it pretty local with the cider as well. And then we have 12 beers on tap. Did you run out of beer in that first month? We didn't, no. I mean, we have a 20 barrel brew house, so a little bigger than a lot of startups. It's getting more and more common, it seems like, with a lot of startups to be larger, but we're also seeing some smaller nano size. But we had a 20 barrel brew house and we had brewed and we started with seven beers, so it was 140 barrels. <laughs> so we, we definitely didn't run out, but uh, it's been nice steady growth since we opened. When you were opening, did you have many problems getting permits for this facility from Bellingham or are they really open to breweries? Uh, no, we didn't really have too many issues. I know that Colshan was the first one of its kind to open without a restaurant and um, all the rules that they really have now are because of Colshan they had to come up with when they were opening. So they really put in all the hard work for us. But yeah, it was great. We had people say, what was it like to work with the city expecting us to be like, oh, it was terrible and a headache. And the, we, the city was great to work with. You almost say that surprisingly, but because you hear like, oh, it's all the pain. And yeah, I mean, you gotta you just got to have your ducks in a row and have what they asked for. But it was really... It was great working with them and the, the businesses, you know, around us in this this part of town. We're just off the northern edge of downtown. It's been it's been great. It wasn't it was really a pretty uh, I won't say painless. The building the brewery is very difficult, but working with the city was a good experience overall. You'd been open for a while, and then what made you want to submit your beers for some international beer awards? Because you guys have actually got quite a few medals on the wall there. Um, I mean, I think that competitions are just a good way to get feedback from really experienced judges and get their input and see what you can change about your beer, see what people like, see what people don't like. And that's kind of always been our, um, we're, we're all about feedback and 
changing our beers and making them better and better and better. That's our only goal is to make the best beer we possibly can. So getting feedback from accredited judges has been really helpful to us. One thing you learn, I think, with any small business people, to your face, everyone's glowing reviews on everything. And, you know, we are proud of our beer and we think our beer is is top notch, but it's good to have it submitted to, you know, a blind competition where it's being going up against some of the best, you know, beers in the country or the world. So to us, that's important to get that unbiased feedback from people who are trained to evaluate beers. And, you know, we're, we're big fans of tradition. And when we call a beer something, we want it to be to style. And we have other beers, you know, that are wild or barrel aged where we kind of let them do their thing. But, you know, when we make a, a German Pilsner, we want it to be a German Pilsner. We don't want it to necessarily be what we think a German Pilsner should be if that's outside of what a German Pilsner is defined to be. You know, we, we like to do stuff to style if we're going to call it that. What do you think the images of you guys are like? Are you known as the barrel aged guys of Belling? or are you the you know the the traditional style of Bellingham <laughs> that's a good question I don't think we're known really as I don't know anything our, yeah we kind of talk about that because we know what kind of what we go for in our in our brewery and you know we want it to be all about the beer it's a tasting room first we don't have karaoke and dartboards and and ping pong tables there's people that do that and do it well and that's great but for us it's all about the beer it's about conversation we rarely have anything on the projection tv we want people to come in and just enjoy the beer we're pretty low-key hopefully we're emerging as a brewery that people think of when they think of quality i mean we have accounts that say you know anything new that you have just bring it to us you don't have to ask us we'll take whatever your seasonal is because they're that confident in the beer so i'm hoping kind of quality is becoming part of our uh, persona but yeah i mean we do have a large barrel aging program probably half the barrels in the city are probably with us and maybe more i don't know <laughs> Hard to say, but we got a couple fooders in now. We just brought in a cool, we got a cool ship fabricator for this fall. So if it's not our identity, it's definitely where a lot of our interest lies. So tell me about the cool ship. What is a cool ship and why did you get one? Yeah, so cool ship is a large open format stainless steel vessel. Well, traditionally stainless steel, you can kind of make one out of whatever you'd like. Basically, it's used to catch wild bacteria, wild yeast from the environment that the brewery's in rather than commercial yeast. So commercially, most of our yeast comes from Oregon, California, Colorado, and we buy it in you know, these aseptic containers and it's yeah, it comes from a lab, which is great and fun and good for consistency of product and, and all of that and quality control. But there is something very attractive given that we live in a part of the country that's very agricultural based and that has it's just beautiful countryside, amazing fruits and berries and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, it, it, there is something very uh, attractive about trying to brew with everything we have here natively. So basically what a cool ship is, is we'll uh, use it to catch wild bacteria and yeast and see uh, what Whatcom County or Bellingham, you know, has you know, within our building and within the, the air around us. Is it portable? Can you take it around to other parts? It is portable, yeah. I mean, it's it's large, though. It's about 25 barrels. I mean, it's thick gauge steel. It's several feet deep, and then it's, I think, oh, 10 and a half feet long and a handful of feet wide, so it's it's large. So you can't just take it on a hike and then we say, what's up? We can't just take it on a hike. We could put it on the back of a flatbed truck, which some different uh, breweries have done around the country. We'll start in our brewery. We have to wait for the temperatures to get a little cooler, ideally. We did some testing this past spring with just some smaller cool ships, if you will, you know, basically small plastic containers and scale them into a couple gallon pitches of wort and uh, really liked what came of it. And that's what convinced us, okay, we can get something good from this. And then we decided to pull the trigger on hiring a fabricator and getting it made. Uh, but we'll start with the brewery here. I mean, we're in a, a hundred year old warehouse with big wooden beams and a lot of history and, um, you know, wood's good for for microbes. And, uh, and we're right along Wacom Creek as well. And we have big garage doors at either end of the warehouse. We have a nice airflow. So we're hoping a combination of what's native to the building and what's native to the, the creek and what's around us here. We have some fruit trees some cherry trees on the creek. We're hoping we get some good stuff. And our, our small tests have 
said there's good stuff there. So we'll see what happens. With Bellingham in general, there's really been an explosion of new breweries coming up and not just you guys, but everybody else in town. How do you see that? Is that some competition or do you think you're fairly confident with what you're doing to stand out from everybody else in town? I don't view other breweries as competition. I think the resources and friends and the better beer everybody can make, the better off we all are. Good beer is really good for the beer industry. If it's, um, I think probably in the next coming years, you're probably going to see a, a little bit of a change in they're already kind of seeing a little bit of a slowdown in, in breweries opening. Um, and I think that's going to continue for a while. But I think if you're making good beer and you're in a great community like Bellingham, I think it's a great thing. No, I think as long as the new breweries and all of us that are coming into it have the right attitude and openness that the people before us had and are respectful of what people before us have done. We have amazing breweries that pave the way in Bellingham that do a mind-blowing amount of amazing stuff for the community, philanthropic things, and, and just helping each other out. And as long as we can all keep that tradition alive, I know everyone locally seeing growth, so no one's hurting. Um, it might be growth at different rates and different types of growth for different people, but I don't see any, I don't see it slowing down and locally, and I don't think more breweries have really, I don't think they've hurt each other personally. And kind of along those same lines, it's only a few years running, but at Bellingham Beer Week, what does it mean to you? And what have you done this year for it? So it'll be September 9th, through the 18th. And we just, uh, us and Colshin, another brewery in town here, just released a beer on Friday. That's a raspberry lager that we brewed together um, at Colshin's K2 facility and put it in six packs, cans, because they have a nice canning line over there and leased it in kegs. And that's been going really, really well so far. Um, and then we have a couple events during beer week. We have a couple things still in the works that we're not ready to discuss just yet because they might not happen <laughs> if they happen they'll be awesome yeah um on september 11th a sunday we have our third annual wander to wander 1k which is from johnny's donuts to wander it's just a 1k race super fun it benefits the whatcom dispute resolution center we're still kind of i know it's yeah, pretty close but we're still in the planning stages it's planned but it's it's really amazing when you get into some of these events and what it takes to go into them when it when you involve alcohol and permitting and all that it takes a little while to make sure all everything's lined up and we don't want to you know commit and we have other stuff too kind of in the works and we don't really want to say we're going to do it and then have to say oh wait it's going to be a couple weeks later or we can't do it so we have some stuff in the works we already have some fun stuff planned too what uh, is inspiring you in the local community at the moment what is something that somebody's doing that's really inspiring you to up your game Everybody's been putting out fantastic beer lately. I mean, Washington Beer Awards this year, Bellingham just killed it in the awards. And um, I just think that it's it's tough to, to point out one thing that people are doing. It's just everybody's just been doing fantastic stuff lately. Yeah. I mean, everything from the quality of beer that people are putting out locally to people's community involvement. There's breweries, like I said before, that are involved so much in the community that it's very admirable and we hope we, we can get to that level. You know, we're very involved already, but, you know, keep growing that. There's people, you know, everyone's putting out great beer. Um, everyone's branding and marketing. There's just great, there's all sorts of stuff. People, I mean, locally, the Bellingham breweries are really doing a lot of great stuff. I can't think of any one in particular really to call out, but it's, I don't know, there's, there's quality beer and quality things going on from everyone, really. Yeah, I'm excited about chucking on second location opening yeah. down in Skagit. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Really excited for them. Yeah, their second location. So chucking it's on a 10 barrel now and they build a 30 barrel system. That's something that's kind of neat and fun that's going on right now. And yeah, we got a couple more breweries that should be opening in the next couple months too, I think, which will bring us up to, I think we're at seven right now, if you count K2, because Colchon has two. Um, but yeah, we'll be up close to 10 here. I mean, there's three I know that are 
not in the works, but they're actually building, you know, so that every, there's a lot of people planning, but they're actually building that will open in the next few months. So yeah, we'll be up to nine or 10 then. What's your favorite beer that you make to pair with your favorite food? Mm. My favorite beer changes by what's new. Yeah. <laughs> every time we have a new beer come out, it's my new favorite. I usually like that whatever beer I brewed that day, um, which is something they kind of did at the first brewery I worked at. It kind of, it's like, what are you drinking? And usually it was what you brewed that day. You know, obviously the beer's not finished, but it's kind of fun to drink what you just, you know, mashed in and what you're just working on. I really, my favorite beer is probably our stout. It's been that way since we opened. Um, I could drink stout with pretty much anything. Um, probably stout and a piece of pizza from the food truck. I mean, nice and simple. I'm a big kind of pizza and, and uh, you know, veggie burger guy but we're both vegetarians so uh, but we do have food trucks here every day different food trucks so i'll take a stout with some food truck food classy i know <laughs> if uh you could give any advice to anybody wanting to go down the same path what would uh, that be uh be prepared do a lot of research expect the unexpected don't be afraid to take risks be ready to get your hands dirty you got to be really involved um yeah and i mean brewing on a commercial level hopefully if someone is looking to open a brewery, I can. I mean, Colleen runs the business side, but from the production side, I mean, it is. It's a lot of physical labor, and I think that gets overlooked sometimes by folks who maybe are opening a brewery that haven't actually worked in a commercial brewery. But it's you know at the scale we're all doing it. You know, five, seven, ten, fifteen barrel systems. It's a lot of manual labor. So be ready to get your hands dirty and be ready for a lot of time on your feet, your back aching a little bit, and. Uh, yeah, but it's good. I mean, it's amazing uh, having something tangible, you know, at the end of the day that you can actually, that you actually created, that people are coming into your building to sit down and drink. I mean, that's all the the satisfaction, you know, we need. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, it's a generic answer, but it is a lot of hard work. For however long you think it's going to, you're going to be at work every day, you can just go ahead and double that. <laughs> it was I think how long before we really got a good break after doors opened. The six months, it took six months to open the brewery and then we didn't get a good break for another six or eight months. So, you know, it's probably- We got a day off. We got it, yeah. We, we were here every day for eight months, legitimately every single day for eight straight months, but it was about, yeah, probably a little over a year before we really took a break and got away for a few days. But to some people that's overkill and they say that'll burn you out. But to us, we we, we always said we'd never want to turn around if, if something didn't work out and say, what if, what if we could have given it another day or what if we could have worked a little harder. So our, our kind of philosophy was, give it everything you got. And if it doesn't work out, no, you have no excuses. You know, you gave it your all, you put all your talent and hard work into it. And luckily for us, it's, it's exceeded our expectations. So, um, I think it was the right choice, but the stress level and the, and the, the time involved was more than we anticipated. To somebody who's never been here before and they make the effort and come down, what would be the one thing you'd want them to take away? That's a good question. <laughs> Nobody's ever asked us that one before. <laughs> I think, I mean, you kind of talk about kind of similar, I guess, asking what our identity is. I, we always want to remain uh, the feeling of small family owned and, and beer, beer first, you know, beer and community first. So I hope that's what they take away. I mean, you know, like I said, our, our warehouse here is designed for people to enjoy the beer and we have a little bit of music playing in the background, but other than that, it's, it's all about the beer. I hope that's what people walk away with that. It still has the feeling of not a huge production facility, but a small family run business mm -hmm. that is focused completely on the beer and not, you know, flashing lights or bright colors or, you know, uh, other other distractions it's all about the beer well thank you so much yes. yeah no problem i want to thank colleen and chad for letting me chat with them at the brewery my favorites on tap are the uncommon california common and the global mutt thank you so much for listening hope you enjoyed this episode of the cascadian beer podcast if you want to stay up to date with all the new releases of this podcast and want to support this independently produced series 
you can do so by going to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. Alternatively, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, and uh, while you're there, leave us a review as well. It really helps us get this show out to as many years as possible. And we're also available on many other major podcasting platforms. For more information and to follow this podcast series, head to the website, cascadian.beer. Until next time, remember, support your local.